You're listening to the Simple Pen Podcast. Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. Hello, it's Kate All with SimplePinMedia.com. We are a Pinterest management company based out of Portland, Oregon, and we manage our clients' Pinterest pages so they can focus back on their business. What I also like to do is teach simple, actionable tips so you can DIY your Pinterest marketing and not feel overwhelmed. One of the things about Pinterest is that it is very seasonal and also search friendly. So there's certain times of year that people tend to search for items more often than they would other times of year. So what I've started doing is I've started going through each month to remind you what these search terms might be so that you can do one of two things. One, create content for your website, for your blog or whatever side you have, if you have a blog only or if you have a content side of your website, or so that you can find other content to really support your page, to curate for your audience that might align with what most searchers are doing on Pinterest. And this is really, the key to this is really understanding the typical Pinterest user. How do they use Pinterest? And if you have never just used Pinterest as a user, I highly recommend that you do it. Just pick up your phone, play around with it. I know some people tell me they just, they hate Pinterest. And I get that. If that's a huge block for you and you're just, you can't do it, then it might be time for you to hire out. So you can just kind of outsource that piece and move on with your day. But if you are somebody that really does enjoy Pinterest and you also enjoy marketing on Pinterest, use the app like a user. And that really allows you to connect with how the typical user is using the platform. For me, I use it a lot. I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast. I use it a lot for home projects, specifically the edition that we're working on, which feels like the edition that will never, ever, ever be done. But we are kind of seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. So hopefully by the time you listen to this episode in October, then it will be finished. But who knows? Everybody tells you when you're starting a construction project to expect that it's going to cost more and take longer than you expected. And those words are very wise and very true. Alrighty, I'm moving on. So use the app. That's what I strongly suggest that you do. And I do suggest that you use it on your phone. Why? Because 80% of Pinterest users use it on their phone or their iPad. It's not a heavily used platform on desktop. We do as marketers because we're on our computer a lot, but the typical user just doesn't really operate that way. So that's why I do suggest you use it on your phone or on your tablet, Android or iPad. I also recommend that you update your app. I've come across a lot of people who... They're super uh, superstitious isn't the word, but they just don't update. The bad thing about that is that you can't see the newest, latest, greatest stuff that's been added to Pinterest. And there is a lot of cool things you can play around with, like lens. Go to the search bar, look for the little camera in the upper right and take a picture of something and see what populates, see how it matches up. If you don't play with the app, then you just aren't really understanding what's happening on the platform. So 
That's my charge to you this week. When you have some downtime, play with the app and get familiar with it. Okay, so now we're going to talk about um, what it is you want to pin in October and what are some top searches. And let me quantify this by saying, if you have a website that is very seasonal, if you're a food blogger, if you're lifestyle DIY, you naturally have this idea that you're going into fall, you're going into pumpkin spice lattes and apple pie and harvest and all those kinds of things. Now, don't tune out if you are a business-to-business business like I am. Simple Pin is a B2B, what we call. Um, And there is value in knowing these search terms and knowing what it is that people are looking for. So don't discredit it. I'm going to tell you what I do at the end so that you know how I kind of work within this. Okay, so one of the, the best you know, things I can tell you what I just did is that fall. Fall is huge in October. We're talking Halloween. And that breaks down into Halloween costumes, recipes, parties, drinks, crafts, um, healthy snacks for kids. There's Halloween is quickly becoming almost bigger than Christmas. And fun fact, I never um, trick-or-treated as a kid. And so I... Because we lived on like a, you know, we lived on a farm with a long dirt road. So what smart kid is going to go down a long, dirt dark road on Halloween to trick or treat to one house? They're just not. So I never did Halloween. So I really don't. I don't like the whole dressing up thing. I'm not really into it, but I do like it for my kids now. And sometimes I will go into Pinterest to look for costume ideas, but I'm never going to make them. In fact, I'm going to go to Costco and I'm going to buy them because they're super cheap and um, they're just, they're done. So, but if you're a crafty person, people are searching on Pinterest for ideas like crazy. So just know that DIY costumes is huge. And also that piece of, you know, gluten-free snacks for kids or dairy-free. There's a lot of kids with allergies these days. So really think about what people are searching for in the way of finding things their kids can eat and a time where there's just a lot of candy and a lot of processed food. Fall food, any types of fall food are going to be big. Apples, canning, canning apples, pumpkin pie, caramel, candy corn, Really get creative with some of the recipes you might create or even pin and really think about um, how you can add a twist to maybe a traditional favorite. Fall comfort food is really big. Um, There's Crocktober for slow cookers, but you know, people are really getting into their Instant Pot. In fact, I gave away my slow cooker. I don't even use it anymore. And I never really loved it anyway, but I know there's some people who fiercely fiercely love it. Like Stephanie O'Day, who was on here with a previous podcast, just a whole website, Crock-Pot 365, or I think it's um, a year slow cooking. That's what it is. Um, so go check out her site. If you are a slow cooker person, check her out on Pinterest. It's all about slow cooker stuff. So you really want to look at um, what people are thinking about when it comes to that comforty food, bread, rolls, you know, really just that. That's when we gain a lot of weight, right? So because we're eating all these carbs. So thinking about that fall comfort food, as well as football, football is a huge one. You know, Monday night football, Sunday night football. I don't know. I feel like Sunday and Monday, I kind of lose all control of the TV because it's just there's just football on and I'm not a football fan. But I have friends who 
are like fierce football fans. And I live in the Northwest. And so everybody loves the Seahawks. So really think about maybe what team is local to your area, tailgating food, appetizers, those are going to be really big. And that actually, those carry on throughout the fall and into Super Bowl time. So don't think if you're going to create content that is around football, that it's just going to be this tiny season. It really does have a lasting impact well into the winter. Fall activities for kids. Um, think about homeschool activities as well. Um, leaves, any kind of science projects for kids that have to do with the changing of the leaves. Um, crafts are another one. Anything that the kids might do in the fall, which could translate also into fall fashion. Fall fashion is really, really big. What types of boots, even kind of lingering into winter fashion. Hair and nails is definitely something that is really popular on Pinterest. So be thinking of, you know, if you're in the beauty space, um, what types of makeup would people be using for the fall or new products that are good for dry skin? That's what people are going to be searching for as the seasons change. Oktoberfest is also a big one that happens during this time. Um, I don't know a whole lot about that. I just think of like beer and sausages. So I don't know. And German. So I don't know if that's anything that's included in your niche, but you can definitely do stuff with that. Um, Thanksgiving. So even though October doesn't house Thanksgiving, it's definitely time for you to be pinning Thanksgiving pins. I would say if you have old content from last year, that has to do with Thanksgiving recipes, crafts, decor, go ahead and start pinning those like once or twice per week to get them in and ready to be picked up in search. Because what happens is the week before Thanksgiving, things just like skyrocket for Thanksgiving searches. In fact, some of our clients will experience these mega spikes Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, especially as it relates to recipes, because people are like, oh, what am I going to make? What's a good mashed potato recipe or rolls or whatever? So just know that having those already in the system and circulating and kind of getting paid attention to is really, really good. Christmas. So a lot of people ask if they can pin Christmas this early. Yes, absolutely. Go ahead and pin Christmas. And the reason is, is that a lot of people plan ahead. They're not procrastinators. So they're thinking of maybe gift guides, which we're going to talk. We just talked about that actually last week. Gift guides are huge for people and they're super duper helpful. So to listen to that previous episode, it's simplepinmedia.com slash 69. And that we go over how to create awesome gift guides that can help boost your income. And this is definitely a time in October that you really, really want to be pinning that. The other thing you want to be thinking about too is... Um, what things are people doing in their house? Are they doing fall decor? Are they trying to get organized? I think that piece of like when kids go back to school and you have that month delay and then all these papers are coming home and things are happening in activities, there is that need for organization. So anything along the lines of meal planning is super huge. Paper organization. I know that uh, Lisa Woodruff with Organized 365 has that Sunday basket um, and we'll link to that in the show notes, but she has that Sunday basket ritual. And a lot of people find that that's super helpful as there is just this massive amount of stuff coming home. So really coming up with systems. 
All right. So that's kind of the high level topics that we see during this time. There's not really, you know, pumpkin carving, pumpkin, anything fall during this time, you're pretty much good to go. So let's talk real quickly about promoted pins. And if you want to do promoted pins, we have a promoted pin guide that we'll link to in the show notes. And If you want to test out promoted pins, what I would suggest during this month is that you test them out on maybe some popular Halloween, fall trending type topics that did well for you the previous year. So here's an example. Let's say that you had this amazing um, pumpkin spice dairy-free ice cream that did really, really well. Then you want to go back to that post. You want to look through it. You want to make sure it has all the links you want in it. It's optimized for getting people on your email list as well as affiliate links, making money. Then you want to go into your ads manager and you want to find, before you go into your ads manager, you want to find that pin, find the most popular pin for that pumpkin spice ice cream, dairy-free, dairy-free ice cream. That was kind of a bad example, but you get the idea. Find the pin that you want to use, then open up your ads manager and walk through doing a traffic campaign with keywords. So collect some keywords. Again, that's in the guide that I list for you on simplepinmedia.com. And you want to go through and you want to create a promoted pin campaign. And let's say you start it October 10th. Run it from October 10th to maybe October 30th and do it for five, ten dollars a day, maybe at like 20, 25 cents a click and just see what happens. You can even run it for a shorter amount of time. But if you've never done a promoted pin, I would highly suggest you just test it. And sometimes, you know, when I first did promoted pins too, I was really nervous, super duper nervous. But sometimes we just have to jump in and get our feet wet and we go, oh, this isn't so bad. So go ahead and test that this month on some good fall stuff that did well last year and see how it performs for you. Does it drive more clicks to your website? Does it boost your engagement? Are you seeing that more people are pinning it? Really just pay attention to what happens during these couple of weeks. Okay, so now we're going to kind of jump into an action item. And this action item was really um, comes about because a lot of people ask about traffic. When is it going to increase? How come it's not going up? We're, We're getting into fall. Things tend to rise. And they do tend to rise during this time, especially for really this good seasonal content. So Christy Hill reminded me of this in our Facebook group because she's awesome, that you want to look at what happened last year. And this is really, really important for you to do at any time throughout the year. If you are a blogger, we love traffic. We just love it. It's awesome. It's awesome to see our traffic go up. It's awesome to see it increase. And we're hungry for it. We're desperate for it. I get it. I'm not diminishing that or belittling that or anything like that. I think it's a great thing to do. But there's times when it dips and we freak out. And so before we freak out, what would be good to do is look at, are we growing over last year? Are we growing over last quarter? Sometimes we look at this chunk of a week, or we look at a chunk of two weeks, or even a month, and we go, I'm down. I'm just down. Like, this just, I'm ready to throw in the towel. But maybe you're not down. Maybe you're just down from the past couple of weeks before. But maybe you look at back at last year and you're up 100%. That's more encouraging 
than me looking at what happened the month before. So I just highly encourage you to look at what was happening last year. And Christy's challenge in the group, which I thought was so great. So I'm completely stealing her words and her path and all this kind of stuff because she just, it was the perfect time right before I potted, recorded this podcast. And she said, look at what the top five landing posts from Pinterest. In Google Analytics, you're going to navigate to acquisition. Then you're going to go to social. Then you're going to go to network referrals. Then you're going to go to Pinterest. Is your top five pins from Pinterest. So again, in Google Analytics, not Pinterest Analytics. We're going to have a whole discussion about that soon with Christy Hill. Navigate to acquisition, social, network referrals, and then to Pinterest. What were the top five sending traffic to your blog? What were the most popular pins and posts? You know, how are those pins and posts performing now? Really do a deep dive into what was happening happening last year. I know some of you are saying I wasn't even using Pinterest last year. Okay, you're going to see a big increase, number one. But number two, if you don't have anything to compare it to, I want to encourage you that you just need to keep going. You just need to keep continuing to pin and to engage and to keep trying. There is no magic trick on Pinterest. If there was, I would be the very first person to use it. There is no one size fits all. There is none. You just can't do it. And the reason I can say that with assurance is that I we manage for 80 different accounts. And I can tell you what works for one doesn't work for the other. And all 25 of my account managers pin very targeted for each one of our clients based on their branding, based on their keywords. No two audiences are the same. And so you really do have to look at what are those pins that are driving the most traffic from Pinterest to your website? And what do you know? What, do you, what can you learn about that? What can you improve upon? Maybe, um, you know, you're surprised by it, or maybe you're annoyed by it. There's some people who say, I wish these would die. But you know what, instead of saying, I wish these would die, what can you do with them? How can you optimize them? How can you find a way to make money off of them? So I would highly encourage you that your action item for this month is to look back on how your traffic was last year. And then what are the pins? What are the pins that are most popular? And what are you going to do to update and optimize those? So if you are concerned about traffic, um, I guess, you know, my only encouragement to you is that this is a constantly involving, evolving, changing you know, type of platform. Your blog is like that too. Your business is like that too. There's things that we're going to have to learn to bend and flex and adjust to. If my Pinterest, if my Pinterest account isn't growing or I'm not getting a lot of traffic, am I going to give up? Nope. I'm going to keep investing in the platform. And in fact, you know, what's really interesting touching on those who are not B2C type of bloggers that you're customer facing and you have more seasonal stuff but you're like me and you have content that is um, year round. There's not a whole lot of seasonal pieces to it. I went back and look at my traffic from last year and it is relatively the same. However, I do notice during this different time that my sessions have gone up by 2000 sessions overall. My overall traffic has gone up significantly. I was getting, um, you know, anywhere from, 
let's see, I'm actually, I'm adjusting some of this stuff right now as I'm talking to you because I pulled up Google Analytics because I wanted to see what was, what was happening. And so I can see that my traffic has increased. I've also made a lot of changes over the last you know, year, well, I guess changes isn't the right word. I've also made a lot of efforts to create more content over this last year. I did have one crazy spike last year around this time, but for the most part, my Pinterest traffic has increased over last year. Um, in some areas, it was lower. But the thing that I'm looking at is what pins have changed. You know, I have one pin that's grown like by 26,000%, which is crazy. And it's one that I didn't think anybody would even be interested in. And it's actually replaced my number one image from the last year, which my number one, I don't, not, I'm sorry, wrong word, not image, number one pin. My number one pin for the last year has been how to clean up Pinterest boards. Well, it's just started to shift into this converting a personal business account or converting a personal account into a business account. And so that has started taking over at number one. And what was interesting to me is I didn't expect it. And so I actually had not gone to that post and there were no links. There was no way to monetize. It was a really crappy post. And so my action item is to go into that new post and updated it with more links. I have podcasts I've recorded that I know will apply to that and to really see what I can do to engage with this audience. One of the things that I've told people before is that these pins that are driving traffic to your website, whatever posts they're landing on, it's like you need to welcome them like you're the party host. Welcome to my site. Here's what I'm about. And Pinterest traffic is super bouncy. So there's a low percent, you know, it's not a low, low percentage, but there is a percentage that people won't stick around. But there is also a percentage that will. And as I was talking with a client this week, um, she was kind of discouraged about her traffic and about her engagement and just about her site overall. I think she was just really, really struggling. And one of the things I noticed is that she was getting a lot of traffic from Pinterest, but she was also getting a lot of comments. Like I was looking through her posts and I was thinking 17 comments, 25 comments, 130 comments. And in my head, I'm thinking people don't comment on blogs anymore. They just don't talk as much as we used to because frankly, we're lazy, right? Like we don't want to put in our name or email and any of that information because it takes like four seconds and we just can't move our fingers. But she was managing to get people talking Because she was writing compelling content, because she was engaging with her audience and she just wasn't putting up things that were very sterile. And as a result, she continued to grow her tribe. She continued to grow her email list. And I said, you don't realize that like the fact that you have comments is incredible. It didn't even occur to her. And she said, I have like 400 unmoderated comments. And I thought, that's crazy. That's a win. And so if you're just looking at traffic and you're just looking at the decrease and you're just focusing on that, there won't be this opportunity to see the wins. It's hard to get traffic these days. I completely get it. But again, my challenge back to you is look at what was working last year. Look at where they're coming to your site and welcome them into your site. It doesn't take that long. Take 10 minutes to update a post and just let them know where they can connect with you. Be engaging. Be, um, you know, don't write a novel, but write really great content. It's something that is tough to do. So I'm not minimizing that at all. It is really tough to create content. 
and simple pin here. I have people who now help me do that, but I do remember those days of doing it all on my own. It took me a lot of time. So I'm not necessarily saying you have to pump out a post every single day, but I am saying create what works for you, create what works for your audience. And over time, that traffic will come. And the people who I see make the most growth are not those people who are watching their traffic every single day. They're the people who have a vision of where they want to go and what they want to do with their blog and how they want to get to that point. And as a result, people end up joining you. They end up following you and the traffic ends up coming over time. So that felt a little bit like a lecture. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean it to come across that way. But I'm just so passionate about your business as a whole, as opposed to just Pinterest. I love Pinterest. I think it's a great platform. I understand it. I know the ins and outs of it. I think it's fantastic. But I also recognize if I'm looking at the pie graph of all your traffic, it's just one part of it. And so I never want to come across as it has to be the end all be all. But I do want to take this part of your business and go, let's optimize this the best that we can. So you can say, I am doing the best that I can. And I'm just going to keep focused on where I'm going. All right. So with that lecture under our belt, um, if you would like to get the Simple Pin Planner that has all of these topics in them and all of these challenges as far as promoted pins and how to clean up your Pinterest boards and tons of great free PDF content, go to simplepinmedia.com slash 70. That's where all the show notes, anything I mentioned, including the Google Analytics path. And there's going to be another path in there too that you can look at um, that Christy listed. And so I'm going to put those all in the show notes so you can go over there and you can get that. And then comment over there. Let me know what you're seeing. Let me know your frustrations with your traffic. And then let me know your wins too. I think sometimes too often we share these things that are really hard, but we don't necessarily share these things that are really good and the things that we're winning at. And there is stuff that we're winning at. We're not, we're not struggling through everything. So I want to hear about your wins. I want to hear how you're succeeding. And I want to hear about how you're getting creative because I am inspired by your creativity and it inspires me to make changes in my own business and how I'm growing Simple Pin, how I'm using Pinterest to grow Simple Pin and to teach more people. So again, thank you so much for listening. And if you have a couple seconds and you wouldn't mind leaving a re uh, review in iTunes, I would love it if you would hop over there, leave a review, share your favorite episode with a friend. Just help us get more engagement over there so we can get the message of Pinterest marketing out to more and more people. All right. Everyone, thanks so much. Go to simplepinmedia.com slash 70.